Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's wisdom. About what's lying ahead of you today, today is going to be a great day because you decided that in the beginning, like Madam President Coach Kimberly always tells us, So we are excited, as always, to be able to share. And so I'm going to jump right into today's topic. I kind of laid a little bit framework yesterday, and we are going to continue with the understanding of wilderness today. But our question that we will be answering today is what is essential to the wilderness experience and what is its intended effects on us? So we can just go with understanding the wilderness part two, Coach Dream. All righty. All right. I know that makes that easier for you. Uh, so we're going to be discovering what is essential to the wilderness experience and what is its intended effects on us. The theological meaning of the wilderness theme is unusually rich. That's in Parentheses, unusually rich is the theological meaning of the wilderness, with such proposed themes as one, positive divine discipline, two, proof of God's providential care or sovereignty, and devotion or lack thereof returned to God by his chosen people. It is no wonder that the wilderness experience for us in today's convenient society that we may be having a challenge dealing with the wilderness of entrepreneurship. See, typically because we enter entrepreneurship in search of something that allows us to have a perceived sense of freedom, we'll enter it believing, number one, as entrepreneurs, we don't need discipline. And anything that seeks to discipline us, we have a huge problem with it. I think that is the cause that leads many of us to wander as we journey in entrepreneurship because we are so bent on finding the answer, the one answer that's not going to require growth or maturity of us. It's just going to magically give us everything that we've ever dreamed of, in the imaginary minds that we come up with about entrepreneurship. I believe that the wilderness is a struggle for many entrepreneurs because it's a time to prove God's providential care. And in our society today, whether we truly want to accept it or not, everything, every influence is seeking to make us believe that we as individuals are responsible for providing for ourselves, providing our own care and our own resources. It leads us to believe in other people rather than to believe in the God that created us or even gave us the vision for entrepreneurship. I also believe that that devotion or proving the lack thereof is another reason that the wilderness experience for entrepreneurship is one that many try to avoid because we as humans don't like to prove where we are lacking. We don't like to see where we are flawed. 
we like to present the appearance that we have it all together and that we are not in need of anything or anyone, including God himself. But when we understand that the theological meaning of the wilderness is to imply and give us a theme that we are unusually rich. We're not rich according to the world's standards, but we have all that we need. We're protected, covered, and carefully provided for. And it also develops our devotion to the one who deserves it and the one to whom it is required. Our devotion is not to ourselves, to our family, or to our loved ones, or even to our vision. Our devotion is to God in all things. In all that we do, we are to direct it back to him. In order to serve him in a fallen world, divine discipline is necessary. Because if you are not divinely disciplined, you will wander to and fro. You will remain lost. You will be confused. It is not a matter of if. It is a clear result because the enemy, who is the prince of the air and this atmosphere of influence, his whole scheme is to steal, kill, and destroy. No other promises exist. There is another theologian that also asserts that the only goal of the exodus from Egypt is that the worship of God to worship God according to God's own specifications. See, God is very clear about his precepts and his ordinances through the law. What we don't realize, though, when we understand that they were promised the promised land and that they were in pursuit and God led them into the wilderness, they didn't wander there. They began to wander once they were in the wilderness. So the wilderness was definitely a place that God wanted to lead them to so that we see the themes of positive divine discipline, proof of God's providential care, and devotion or lack thereof would be defined. However, once they were in the wilderness, they did everything to avoid the wilderness experience. But we also see the faithfulness and the mercy of God as they were in the wilderness because even as they complained, even as they began to commingle with other idols and laws and ways of worshiping false gods, even when God continued to send them truth, and as they continued to wander off course, he continued to provide for them. They never went hungry. They never went without. They were unusually rich. But we also see that even though the land is promised, only so that the people would be free to worship, and the law represents an interior or spiritual land condition that was necessary, or if, the, or if they did not accomplish that, the physical land or the obtaining of the physical land by, that was promised would hold no meaning. I like to believe this is where the scripture of what good is it for a man to profit and gain the whole world but to lose his soul. See, God could never go against his own word. That is why those who were exodus from Egypt could not reach the promised land. It was why their next generation was the only one. Because even in all they did, they never, despite all the opportunities to come back to him, they could never get their soul under the authority of God's guidance. And therefore, they forfeited their opportunity 
to enter the promised land because they focus on the temporary things and the temporary comforts and conveniences that they desired in the wilderness. I like to say they attempted to make the wilderness their home while they kept believing or expecting to reach the promised land. How many of us have done that in our entrepreneurship? We've been given a vision. We want to stay comfortable where we are. We want all of the conveniences right where we are. But we want to keep believing and sharing and getting excited and emotional about the vision, never attempting to change our ways or to be more disciplined or to find better ways of executing. We just want everything to be simple because we've been given the vision. God will not go against his word. He will not allow you to gain the whole world and lose your soul. Entrepreneurship is indeed a spiritual journey that takes us beyond where we are to where God has designed for us to be. But it's never just to stop with us. Another theologian points to the essence or the essential factor of the wilderness, that it was to the development of trust through communication that is facilitated by the solitude and isolation of the desert. Basically, God was guiding them into a place, removing them from the noise and distraction of Egypt to a place that would give them a safe haven while he was able to communicate clearly through his small, still voice so that they can gain a personal trust of him, not just the idea of him about the one they prayed for when they were in slavery, but they, he wanted to give them a personal experience of his faithfulness, his love, and his mercy. What better place than a desert, which is referred to as an abandoned or thinly populated area, where all that would be their focus was God himself? It's the very place that Jesus sought out as he began his journey. But we know that while he sought it out, it was disturbed by the tempter which is just what he does to us. When God leads us as we start off on our entrepreneurship journeys and we start to see things coming together or we see resources and all of a sudden it seems like nobody believes in us, the people we thought would support us, or even the things that we thought would work doesn't seem to work the way we thought, and we find ourselves in a place of solitude and isolation, our very own desert. It is at that moment that we are being challenged to decide will we keep forward, holding on to the trust and the hope that comes from the vision that we've been given, or will we at that moment wander to praying to other gods, building our own golden calves and idols, worshiping our vision boards more than we worship the God who has created us, more than we worship the God who has given us the vision. We focus on making the vision our reward. Is it the place? where we decide who and what we will be in the marketplace or will we take on the face of the tempter, the one that comes to tell us, I have a temporary reward for you. If you will just bow down and worship me, I want us to understand that it is essential for us as we journey into our wilderness experience to not be tempted to give in or to give way to the falsities, the mirages of promises that are not eternal. Understanding 
that God knows your needs, and he understands clearly even better than you what it will take for you to meet your needs while you focus on fulfilling the will that he has designed specifically for you in this physical land. Know that the promise he gave you is his promise, and he keeps his word. They did make it into the promised land. It was just a different generation. If you believe in that and understand, even where it may not seem like it's coming to pass, you could do what they didn't do and be the elderly one that does live long enough to not only see you but to see generations after you take the land that has been promised to you. So I won't tarry any more today. I think we've covered just enough to get us a little bit closer to clearing up this understanding about the wilderness of entrepreneurship. Thank you guys so much for being here today. You guys continue to be great, be intentional and authentic in your leadership, and meet us back on the line tomorrow morning at the same time. And we definitely would love to hear from you. As Coach Aldrima said, she gave you the ways to connect with us. We thank you and appreciate your time. You guys have a great and wonderful day. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Wisdom Inspired that was brought to you by the AAC Coworking Community, a virtual community designed to support female entrepreneurs, business owners, and freelance professionals. For more, go to wisdominspired.net.